is Faith Revisited. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ben. I'm the senior pastor at Historic Trinity Church in downtown Savannah. I'm passionate about following Jesus, loving my family, enjoying all sports involving a ball, and a constant pursuit to find the perfect bottle of bourbon. And I'm Molly, a Methodist from the West Coast, but after moving to Savannah a few years ago, I found a home in Trinity and a friend of Ben's. My greatest joy in life is simply sitting on the front porch with my husband, my crazy dog, and a great bottle of red wine. On Faith Revisited, we'll talk about our own church as we're constantly trying to adapt to an ever-changing world as a downtown historic church. We'll talk about United Methodist Matters as our denomination faces an exciting and uncertain future. We'll explore church leadership in the 21st century. And we'll talk to different faith leaders about their perspectives of religion today, how we can be more authentic, stop alienating people, and how faith is more important than ever to connect us to God and each other. Hey, maybe we'll touch on a topic that speaks to exactly where you are in your faith. We won't know until we try, right? Let's do it. Hey, Faith Revisited listeners, we're so happy you're here today. This is a very special podcast episode um, in relation to the COVID-19 virus happening. Um, Ben and I have some thoughts. We did our first live stream only worship service at Trinity Church this past week, um, and we kind of want to give you some details of what's going on and how you can be creative and innovative and what you can be doing in this time. So um, we have a lot to cover. Yeah, there is, this is definitely an interesting time in the life of the, uh, of the church, um, trying to figure out how to, how to uh, be church uh, remotely. Um, you know, it's so funny that, that, that literally the church is the body of Christ, and we are so used to the physical presence of that. And, yeah. and we're literally living in a time where that physical presence is potentially harmful to church members. And so churches are scrambling to figure out um, how to be church for what seems like it's going to be a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So episode 15, I want to remind you, episode 15 of the Faith Revisited podcast, we go over our live stream logistics and we also have the show notes that has our gear listed. So what we used, we did this, I'd say pretty budget friendly. I mean, we didn't spend a lot of money. I keep saying like under three grand. I'm just throwing that number out there. I never calculated much, but we did it for fairly inexpensive, and um, as long as you have the internet, which is the key, if you have a reliable internet plan, um, a live stream through our whole system would work for you. Yeah, and, and it, yes, it's very budget-friendly. Um, we do a single camera, uh, but beyond that, you're right. We, you know, having a good, strong internet signal and just using basic, um, basic platforms, we chose Vimeo. Uh, for our video platform, mostly because Vimeo um, has a really clean capability to uh, simulcast across multiple platforms. So um, Facebook Live is a little wonky if you use that by itself. And so the Vimeo can go to Facebook Live, it goes to YouTube, it goes to Vimeo, it goes to our website. We have it. Yeah, you can embed it. So Mm -hmm. it's across different platforms and it's just really uh, easy to use. 
Um, but yeah, very budget friendly. I would highly recommend churches. We, we average between 130 and 150 people in worship. So if you are a church that's smaller to midsize and you say, Oh, we just can't do live stream or, Oh, we're just not bought into live stream. We're not big enough for that bull. Now is the time to invest in live stream worship. Now is the time it's going to test your church's metal because you're not going to see your people for a few weeks. And so go back and listen to that episode, um, buy some equipment, get some, get, you know, do some trial runs during the week and, um, get your worship service online ASAP. Yeah. So we are recording this on Monday, the 16th and yesterday, Sunday was our very first live stream only worship. And why don't you kind of talk them through, you made this decision. It all came together. What did we change? What was the turnout? Like, let's talk through that. Yeah, it, so it was interesting. Um, I, I didn't pull the trigger officially on uh, no in-person worship until Saturday afternoon. Part of that was I was listening to public health officials locally. Things changed overnight um, from Friday to Saturday. And so I, I decided, and the other reason I kind of put it off was I knew we had a really quality live stream worship. I had already kind of gathered a team uh, of mm-hmm. you all production team, as we call it, the Corona production team. Um, <laughs> y'all were together. And so I knew that that I could wait because if I pulled the trigger, we could make it happen quickly. And we yeah. did. And so uh, Sunday morning was, it was interesting. It was an empty room. We put the sign out on the door and left it locked. Um, you know, no in-person worship, how to go online. Um, our music director uh, made a, a QR code for the online yes. worship. And just a fun up. fact, because we've been talking about this QR code lately. Yes, All you have you to do, me. yes, the QR code is the kind of black and white, you know, square box that you see sometimes. It kind of went out of popularity because you needed an app for it. Now you don't need an app. So I just want to let everyone know here, the QR code, open your camera on your phone and hold it up in front of that. And it'll open a link to like download to Safari or open it wherever it is. So um, just a quick tip for everyone. A QR code is very usable and very easy to get someone to go to a link quickly. You open your camera app. So. It, y'all, seriously, Ma, yeah. I know QR codes. Molly is so much more tech savvy than me. And we sat at lunch and she blew my mind over lunch one day. Well, it, like, I just, just pull your camera it. out. Yeah, I just learned it recently. So that's yeah. the only reason I know It's amazing about it, though. So yes, QR codes, QR simple code. links. You can go to a QR generator, just Google that online, put your live stream up, put the QR code up. People put their camera in front of it. Boom. They go straight to the they link. They have it on their phone. Yeah. <clears throat> so we, we ended up, we, we, a couple of things we knew we needed to do for production with an empty room. Usually we have the camera in the balcony. Usually we're, we're showing people around, all that kind of stuff. So we knew our room seats four or 500 people. It's a very large yeah. room. And so we knew for an empty room, we had to shrink the room. We had to shrink the space because it was going to look extremely empty because yeah. it was. Um, yeah. So we brought the, um, we brought the, the uh, Ethernet cable down we yep. brought the audio cables down we I mean so the room has has from the balcony to the floor um cables <laughs> coming down right now yeah we just dropped them right over the balcony yeah. because we knew no one was going to be there and as a matter of efficiency and time we're not going to rewire everything we're just oh, yeah them down. yeah so it, it it I mean we we set the camera up front and center in the uh, center aisle um yeah. we we quickly pivoted to I was going to be on the stage um, mm-hmm. that looked very empty. 
Uh, so yeah. we, we moved everything down to the floor. And what I loved was that y'all um, even thought to the details of like our flower stands are, yep. you know, on either side of the stage, which is very wide. We brought all of that in. We shrunk uh, everything down because yep. the difference that you're working with when you go from, um, uh, you know, a live service in, in person, person that you happen to live stream versus a live stream only services. It's like the difference between shifting from live theater to television in yeah. live theater. You are trying to fill up a very large space. And so you spread out, you work, you know, there's all kinds of things you do to fill up the space physically television will teach you that your screen is only three inches wide. Now mm -hmm. it's going into everyone's homes. And so that's what, but you have to make it intimate so yeah. that. So we shrunk it down. Yes, so we, we brought in the everything. flower arrangements, then came down front and center. We had the camera just a few feet off of him. Um, you know, not even halfway. It was like right near you, um, brought in a little podium or something like that. And, um, that was it, you know, lit the candles and we rolled. Yeah, I'm, I'm usually, just, just for perspective, I'm usually working with a stage and I don't preach from behind a pulpit. So I usually have a chancel area that's a good 30, 40 feet wide that we work with. Now it's a very large room, so it's very appropriate, mm -hmm. scalable to the room. What we did was we created a set that, that I stand on the floor, so I go ground level behind a podium, and our set was about 10 feet wide. So we, we And did you feel the need to, because normally you walk around when you do a sermon, did you feel comfortable standing in one place, kind of in that tighter area, or did you want to move around a little bit? You were really expression with your hands, which was great, but... So typically I do like to walk around, but part of that is because I'm trying to create intimacy with people in the room. And yeah. so I'm trying to make eye contact and be present with them. What, and I don't like, I feel confined behind a pulpit, but what was interesting was once the service got going uh, and I did some other things, I, I realized I felt the intimacy with the camera. Mm -hmm. And so my moving hurts that intimacy. And so it yeah. really felt more natural than I was expecting to kind of say, I'm locked in with the camera. And so if you go see our, um, um, you know, video. our live stream online or video, which we'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, yeah. I am, I'm am locked in with that camera, e even to the point that one of our volunteers had a coughing attack. I didn't notice yeah. him. Um, I think y'all okay. st started giggling about something and I didn't notice yeah. that either. Like That's I was, was like at some point it just zoned right into me in the camera. So yeah, shrink your stage. Um, realize that, that your biggest piece is you're connecting with people on the other end of the camera. And so eye contact is huge. Um, yeah, stare right into the lens the entire right time. into it as though yeah. as though that's their face and and yeah. so that worked really well we did a couple of other things that turned out beautifully um we With decided music, that, right yeah the music was great and so what we said was we said you know let's not make it like this is a big deal and a big hindrance let's try to normalize yeah. what we're doing so that someone at home it feels almost like complete service. Yeah. What they would do. So we did a complete service. I've had friends who said, well, it's kind of weird to, you know, do, maybe I'll just do my sermon. I'm like, no, do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So people feel that, that rhythm of worship that they're used to feeling on Sundays. And frankly, that, that now they miss without even knowing yeah. how much they would miss it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, 
we, we said, we're going to play the hymns. I imagine walking in, we would just play the hymns and I would tell people to, to reflect. Well, yeah. music director's husband's a fabulous singer. And so yeah. we put Cody on a mic and mm-hmm. so he sang the hymns. And so if you're watching yeah. on computer, you, you know, we just said, okay, let's imagine someone might actually sing along. We mm-hmm. had links to the hymns that we put online. If you really wanted to, you could sit in your living room and sing with Cody. Now, yeah. here's one interesting learning point that I had, and I had a church member finally pointed out, and it is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. At around the 12-minute mark, we do the liturgy, and we sing the glory of Patri. Um, many churches do. Um, and, <laughs> and what happened was the sound guy knows that when I sing, I don't sing well. Turn my mic yes. off. So I'm, I'm mic yes. until I'm singing and then my mic's off. Well, off camera, Cody is singing all the hymns and all the music. Yeah. And my timing was so impeccable that you see. mouthing it. Yeah. I'm lip syncing along yeah. with Cody. And so you see me singing my face. Boisterous voice. Coming yeah, this big out boisterous voice, bed. and I'm just like barely mouthing it, and it looks so awful. Um I my should family, cut that out just as a blooper. Oh man, we've section. got to. My family has had the biggest kick out of um yeah. out of laughing at that. And my children have enjoyed it. My wife was yeah. in tears. She enjoyed it Hilarious. so much. So be careful. If you do yes. this, know that you might look like you're lip syncing. So other hymns. Or I just off pan camera. the camera. Yeah, yeah or when pan it was the camera. I was off camera. And so it's probably good to just move off camera. So anyways, yeah. that was a funny learning opportunity. But yeah, Cody. Why don't you work. talk about the music and licensing? That was something we just discovered very recently. Yeah. So you, if you're going to live stream worship, you need to get a license to do so. And one license, we'll put a link to the company, is a church licensing group. Um, and they have uh, um, annual packages that you can purchase to with, with live stream and podcasting add-ons. So the legalese is, is and why you have to get the add-on is this. One, one license lets you reproduce music that otherwise is under copyright. The live stream add-on lets you do it over the internet. The podcasting add-on, which they come together, lets you archive it. Because you technically, after it's done live, your license protects you only if you delete it immediately after the live production's mm-hmm. over. So the, the contract's very clear that with the add-on, you can keep it online, but you have to put your one license number in the information box. So when you pay for it and get it, you get a licensing number. And so you can just, it's a general thing. You can say, you know, worship service under license, blah, 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 blah. Well, the good news is this. Until I think April uh, 10th was the, was the date, and the window may even grow. One license is offering these licenses for free because they know Uh-oh. churches are scrambling to do live stream and they want you to do mm-hmm. it legally. So go online, get your free license. The, the license and the add-on is about $400 a year. You're getting a $400 value that protects you legally for free. So it's yeah. a great time to go online and get that. But be sure you do that. If you go live stream and you don't have your one license set up, you are subject to copyright violations. So that was a big, uh, a big deal for that. Um, some other things that we did in the worship service um, that turned out well. Oh, the uh, the prayer time. Yes. 
So uh, the prayer time turned out really well. It was something I wanted to experiment with going in because I realized that even the most passive worshiper who just doesn't even sing the hymns, if they're physically present, they're still standing and sitting and Mm -hmm. there's participation. Well, when you're online, the barriers to participating are even bigger because you're not in the room. And so I knew I wanted to get people online actively involved in worship. So where we normally have the greeting time and the children's moment in the order of worship, obviously we cut that because there's no, you know, we, there's no one in the room. So what I did was I extended the prayer time and asked people to post prayer concerns and prayer requests in the chat boxes. Now, here's a fun fact because I almost panicked. There's about a seven second delay between what I'm saying and what's actually going out online. So I'm looking Mm -hmm. at my phone and I'm thinking, "Uh Oh, nobody's, nobody's participating. This isn't working. But, but once I realized that delay, they were rolling in people. We had had 60, 80 comments throughout uh, Facebook um, only like, like it was, it was just, you know, lots and lots of comments were uh, coming in. And so people loved that. They love to interact. So a few other ideas for that. Know that there will be a couple second delay and especially going through Vimeo with us. It was about a seven second delay. So in the future and next week, Ben can be like, you know, start writing in your prayer requests. We're going to kind of give an intro into it to give Mm -hmm. some a few seconds for them to start rolling in. Yeah, I'm going to clean that. Yeah, clean that up a little. But now, you know, which is great. Um, other ideas, like during a passing of the peacetime, you can do everyone write something they're grateful for mm. or someone they want to, you know, accomplishment you did this week, like something you're really proud of, something to get them conversing more great and idea. not even that you have to go and read through it. Um, maybe you touch a few, but give them another reason to write something out, you know, something really positive during passing of the peace. Well, and Molly, explain to people, besides getting people to interact with one another, which creates connection in a time of social distancing, in terms of your, your reach beyond your church, why, why is this, why is emphasizing commenting and giving people space to comment? Why is that so important? So with social media and the algorithms, um, engaging with your posts, your videos, all that kind of stuff is so important because it'll show it to more people. Mm -hmm. So when you're getting people on a live stream or even just a picture you post on social media, if you're asking a question or getting people to comment and they're really engaging with it beyond just scrolling past it, that's going to put you up higher in the algorithm, which means you're going to be shown to more people. So the more you can get people to interact with any of the things you do on social media, that's going to even get you further in front of more people because in general, your post, you think everyone that goes to your church or likes your page is going to see it. Very small number actually do. But the more they're commenting and engaging, the more they're going to be shown in front of more people. So um, creating that time um, of engagement is really helping you out. Um, Like our Trinity Facebook page, it's really helping out where we're at. Yeah, so so you are you're driving engagement beyond your church even um, when you get people to interact. So do it for first for the sake of those who are gathered, but then also know that that you you know you're you're reaching beyond your church as you do that. This is also why um, we put out links to live stream earlier in the week and mm-hmm. get your people to share it. 
Tell people, yeah. look, if, you're, if your church is canceled, because a lot of churches don't have live stream and, and they're not mm-hmm. going to get it for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. This is the time to reach beyond your church and invite people to connect with you and join you in community. So, um, yeah. And a good way to do that, um, because you won't have the live stream go like on the Facebook page yet, is embed it in your website mm-hmm. and then share the website link. Um, you can also put the bulletin there or any links to music that you want to have. Um, but share the website page that it's embedded because that will already show up. There'll be a place for it or like your YouTube channel. If you know, it's going to go live there. Um, Facebook won't show up until you actually go live. Right. And, and I do, I did the website because you're getting them to your website. Mm -hmm. So use your website. This is the time to make sure that you have, so they can see other things on there, but yeah, it acts as a good central place. Even if people watch on Facebook live, share the website link It'll be there, but the Facebook Live, it, you know, because it notifies fans and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about sharing that in advance because it gets to people uh, quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, so I want to make another note um, with music. We talked about we still did organ and piano. Um, if you have instruments that are not usually mic'd, to make sure you can actually hear them mm-hmm. in the live stream. So that's one point. Um, normally during our worship services, our piano is not mic'd for offertory. And that's something we've been working on to actually, so we can hear the sound in live stream. And now it's just even more important because there's no one there to hear it in person. So, um, make sure things are mic'd, um, music. I mean, I think we had a great turnout with, you know, how many people did we have on our live stream about? So while worship was happening across the different platforms, we had about a hundred people live that yep. doesn't count who went back to watch it that doesn't count who will come across it later that but doesn't count multiples like a husband and a wife or a family watching at home that's right that's right so it, you know I, 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 it's hard to measure you know viewership online but but i've heard that you know for some churches they've kind of boiled it down to you know everyone is like you know 2.2 or 1.7 people or whatever it is so um you know where we can say that we had 100 we probably had almost our normal worship attendance of 140 yeah. 150 people um mm-hmm. i would also one one more note about live streaming your service put a team together don't do it solo and get people who who understand things like like one thing that y'all did to help me was um, we we probably set the shot I don't know a dozen times before we said this is the angle we want don't just yeah. jump up there and have some sideways camera and like and look like some thrown together mishmash stuff get get someone to look at you on camera have the computer there have the two connected and see you on a computer screen because that's how everyone's going to see you so make yeah. sure it looks good on a computer screen so y'all yeah, made we had look five good. people so i want to note that we had five people come in with and then ben as well um so our music director um our cody who ended up singing we had a sound and then aesthetic someone who's just really good with um sight and view and what it looks good. Um, and then I was running the logistics. Um, also note that you do need someone, 
um, interacting with people in yes. the comments. So um, one of, and also that means for offering, like put in a link where they can give, give them your Venmo, your PayPal, your, you know, church giving everything, drop those links when it's time into the feed. Um, so people can see it there. So you do need someone interacting. Well, and don't just drop them in there. When you design a live stream worship service, make sure that, that, that if you, if you give an in-person time of like two or three minutes, there's a music special, there's something yes. that you normally do, build that time into your live stream because you want people to click over yeah. and take a moment to give their gift. Exactly. Um, we still did the offering, you know, and it still yeah. lasted a couple verses and people yeah. had the time then with those links to go and send it. So. Here's, here's the interesting fact. I, I have talked to a number, a couple of pastors this morning who's, who, I mean, it's crunch time. Their offering suffered this weekend. Yeah. I, I, I can't explain this except we talked about it in a very friendly way and very frequently. <laughs> that we need people to give. But I can tell you that for a third Sunday of the month, our offerings were pretty much on par. I mean, we, we, we had, we had 80% or more of our Mm -hmm. typical third Sunday offering actually came in. Uh, And I've had people contact the church office that they mailed theirs in. They don't do online stuff. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But make sure that every communication piece you give about your, your live stream, that, that, you know, we celebrate you to continue giving. Here's how you can mail your check. Here's an online link that you can go online and do it. Um, and thank people in advance for that. But yeah, it, it build that time in. I mean, we're not up there, you know, browbeating you to give, but we are making it just as worshipful as it is in person, but we're giving you time. Yeah, the to, opportunity. An yeah. opportunity to give. Absolutely. So that all went really well. We got lots of great feedback from the church. Um, I, I did, I knew it wasn't going to be bad, but I, I mean, yeah. I got to tell you, like I was super pumped um, mm-hmm. at the end of it because the service yeah. came off really well. Yeah. I probably let out like a screamer yelp. I was so excited. It just, <laughs> it went good. And the engagement we had in the comments and the people that were there, it just made me so excited that we had and this was, if you listen to episode 15, it's been a long time coming. We tried to get live streams since last Easter. So we're almost a year into this now. And we've only had live stream for a few months. So it was really, really exciting that we were able to pull this off. We had some people who were ready to get in there and jump in and help. And, you know, it, I'm just really excited that our church was able to do that. Yeah. And, and so let's shift uh, real quick, Molly, and talk about this sense of passion and creativity that we're feeling now, because one of the neat things that, that this live stream only, and it goes beyond just worship. Um, Mm -hmm. We are, there's a lot of energy I'm feeling and I'm getting back from people that this notion of banding together, you know, this great American Mm -hmm. solidarity that we have, that we're going to overcome adversity together. um, It is definitely feeding into our church. And so you have helped me um, because it's been a, it's been a tough few days for me. Um, one of our big community partners who um, does a major festival that we're a venue for, um, and and they 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 pay us a good amount of money um, mm-hmm. to be that venue, and it's a great partnership we've had for years. They just canceled, 
And so yeah. our church lost a lot of money um, with that one cancellation. And so I've been understandably down, uh, mm-hmm. but you've really helped kind of lift, lift me up with, with the possibility. So what do, what, what's making you so excited right now? It's hard to put into words because I'm, I'm always very positive in situations and especially with um, things that happen, I guess, medically more so I'm always like, Oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Probably too much. I need to like, take a serious note every once in a while, but this is giving people an opportunity to, like Ann was talking about in last week's episode of Faith Revisited, get creative with things. I mean, um, it really gives us a time to innovate and there are a lot of people struggling. So, you know, if we can bring some joy and if people can bring some help to others, like this is the time that we're all living for, you know, um, to be extra kind to people. Um, there's been other ways that our church is offering to help in our community. So um, for those who maybe compromised immune systems or um, older folks, you know, if we can go get groceries for them, you know, there are plenty of willing hands at the church who are ready to go grocery shopping or pick up prescriptions or do whatever you need. So that's an opportunity um, with uh, local schools. They're now closed and I think it's covered through the state now, like school lunches or food. Um, But we were ready and in talks to start um, donating food items to kids who may not have it while they were gone from school while school was out. Um, And that was where they were normally being fed the majority of their meals. So Um, It really gives an opportunity for people to help others. And, you know, we have people a part of our congregation and in our community who they're going to struggle. Um, This is not something that's easy going to happen. I've been talking with people who have lost, lost shifts and are just not as um, it's, this is going to be a hard time. This is going to go on for a couple weeks. We don't know the full extent of it yet, but now's the time to, be compassionate and be selfless and help others um, and just really be there for everyone. I guess that's why I'm being so positive about it. You really see the like the hoorah spirit come out of people wanting to help other people. So, well, and, and what you've helped me remember is adversity is the time to be creative. Mm-hmm. Adversity makes you figure out how to be creative, and we, through this podcast, um, through our uh, you know platforms, we, we we the culture we promote here at Trinity Church, you know, we like to say that we are about doing doing church in new ways, and so this is an opportunity to do just that. So one of the things that I'm going to spend the next two days working on is a comprehensive plan to become a virtual church. And so in that plan, I mean, we're going beyond just saying, well, we're going to live stream worship. We're going to figure out logistics to do virtual meetings so that our committees can meet because the work of the church needs to continue. It cannot you know, be put on hold. So we're going to do virtual meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to put out small group uh, resources that, that are online. Um, we are going to give our small groups an opportunity to connect online. I'm going to, I'm looking at, I'm working with our small groups coordinator um, to create um, connection. uh, For lack of a better term, I'm calling it temporary um, uh, virtual small groups, but I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm asking leaders to take five or six people and to create ways to connect email, social media, whatever it is to keep the connections going and share prayer concerns, study together. Our prayer team, I'm going to send our prayer team 
ways that they can meet online because I want them specifically praying for the church and praying for uh, our country and, and the world during this time. And so this comprehensive plan is going to look at ways to, to, to let the work of the church continue to help people grow spiritually through this um, and, and to, to cultivate connection. One of the, you had this idea and we're going to do it on Wednesday evening, but in this time of social distancing, we need connection now more yep. than ever. So we are adding a weekly midweek service. I'm going to do a yeah. prayer service, evening prayer that will have a time of uh, conversation. And then I'll go through the liturgy. I'll put links up to that. Um, but people can come online on Wednesday evenings and, and just have a midweek touch point that, that they Absolutely. can be together. And so, and this can be very simple, everyone. I want to reiterate yeah. any leader can do this um, just with your webcam on your computer. Um, do a simple live stream, um, ask questions, get people involved. Again, it helps with engagement, but also people want to connect now. So ask them how their week's going. What's something you're struggling with? What's something you're really excited about? Get them to comment in while you're there live. Just get kind of a remote conversation going. Um, and then with prayer and scripture, that's a great way for people to kind of fulfill their, fill up their cup. Well, and I will, I will also be working on putting this comprehensive plan out on my blog. And mm -hmm. so we will try to, in, this, in these show notes, uh, have a link to that. Um, so that if you're looking for a place to start um, with ideas, but, but where we're hitting pause on so much in the life of the church, we have to be very careful that we don't just hit pause and, and resign ourselves. This mm -hmm. is the time to be innovative. Yeah. This is the time to be creative and to move forward and to let the ideas churn. And I'm on to a word, especially to pastors and leaders. This is the time to let your lay people shine. Too often pastors are busy and we want everyone to know that we're busy because that justifies our existence. And we think it's on us to carry the work of the church. That, that cannot be further from the truth. The lay people are the church and, and we need to get out of their way. And so this is a time to cultivate leadership development. Let your lay people shine. Celebrate your lay people. When someone has a great idea, Go on, you, you be the cheerleader to go online and highlight that. The, the outreach to the local schools and the, the idea of intergenerational help, younger people doing errands for our older adults, none of that came from me. That came from multiple lay people in our church. Mm -hmm. And so this is the time for, for lay folks to shine. And pastors, make sure that you create space uh, for that to happen. I love it. This is why I'm so excited. Like, I just see that Trinity is taking those steps and being forward thinking. And this is going to pay off. You know, we're not going to see the reward for this for months or a year, but this is going to be our launching off point, And that's what I'm so excited about. So, and the so. neat thing is it's a good opportunity as you cultivate these new mediums. They don't just go away when we're mm -hmm. all able to get back together in person. This is, I hope this is going to make our live stream worship experience better. This is going to make the way that we engage social media better. Um, this is going to challenge us to be better as a church, not just for the, this time of quarantine, but, but forever. So it, it's exciting. Yeah. Y'all, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, this was a very special edition of the Faith Revisited podcast. Um, we will put show notes. We'll put all the things we've talked about on our website, faithrevisitedpodcast.com. Ben will also have a plan on his blog, which the URL is? Uh, covered in the Master's Dust is the name of the blog. So is it coveredinthemastersdust.com? 
Yes. Okay. Perfect. Well, we'll put all this information out there. Um, thank you so much for listening today. And um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to either of us on social media. Our emails are also on our website. And we look forward to connecting with you and seeing what creativity and innovation is coming out of this time. Till next time. 